Smith Original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. This month, in honor of Women's History Month, we are covering women-centric historical tragedies for all of March. And we're starting with the Britney Spears conservatorship. Here's what you need to know. American pop icon Britney Spears is making headlines again after the recently released New York Times documentary Framing Britney Spears, which details the conservatorship she has been under since 2008. Members of the growing hashtag Free Britney movement are now demanding the removal of her father, Jamie Spears, as one of the three court-appointed guardians. Britney was so focused. This is a girl that's coming from strength. People became fascinated with her sort of unraveling. How we treated her was disgusting. She accepted the conservatorship was going to happen, but she didn't want her father to be a conservative. Anytime there's that amount of money to be made, you have to question the motives of everyone. Why is her dad making all of her decisions? Why is she still in this? What do we want? Free Britney! But how did one of the world's biggest pop stars find herself in such a legal binding prison? Britney Jean Spears was born December 2nd, 1981, in Macomb, Mississippi. After appearing on the TV show Star Search, at age 10, she joined the elite Mickey Mouse Club in 1993. Fellow co-stars included Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, and Carrie Russell. In 1998, Britney signed on to Jive Records, who had recently successfully launched the boy group NSYNC. It was only a matter of months until Britney's single, Baby One More Time, debuted at number one in the Billboard 200. Her music video, featuring a young Britney singing and dancing in a Catholic schoolgirl uniform, catapulted her into the spotlight. And just like that, a star was born. In 2000, Britney's release of her sophomore album, Oops, I Did It Again, sold 20 million copies worldwide. And when news broke out that she was dating NSYNC frontman and fellow Mouseketeer Justin Timberlake, little girls' heads around the world exploded. This relationship news was followed by more continued commercial success with the release of her third self-titled album, Britney. Sure, there was the 2001 double denim moment she had with Timberlake at the American Music Awards, but that was just a minor blip in the road. Plus, who could forget her epic MTV Video Music Award performance of Slave For You, where she danced around with a large albino python on her shoulders. But things started to take a turn on July 1st, 2002, after it was confirmed that Britney and Justin's four-year relationship was over. The attention quickly turned to Britney, as it was implied by Justin's camp that she had cheated on him. Suddenly, Britney was not the role model everyone expected her to be. Then, in 2004, gossip columns everywhere went wild when they learned the pop star had married childhood friend Jason Allen Alexander in Vegas. That marriage was annulled within 55 hours. 
the scandal was quickly followed by her second marriage in one year to dancer Kevin Federline and her subsequent pregnancy announcement. Soon after the birth of her first son, Sean Preston, in 2005, Britney was photographed driving with the baby on her lap, and authorities were later called to investigate an incident where he fell out of his high chair at home. Britney then gave birth to her second son, Jaden James, in 2006, and less than two months later, she filed for divorce from Federline. In February 2007, after a one-day stint in rehab and with her marriage falling apart, Britney was snapped shaving her head and later attacking a paparazzi car with an umbrella. The tabloids went into a frenzy as they replayed images of the 26-year-old singer's, quote, breakdown around the clock. Britney subsequently lost custody of her children and in 2008 was put under a temporary psychiatric hold at a UCLA hospital twice for a mental health evaluation. It was at that point that Britney's father, Jamie Spears, stepped in and petitioned the courts to grant an emergency temporary conservatorship. It was granted, and Jamie was given the legal right to oversee decisions about Britney's health and finances, including business negotiations, as well as restricting who she could see. Attorney Andrew Wallet was also appointed as co-conservator to look over Britney's estate. Though it was meant to be temporary, since 2009, it has been continually extended by the courts, with Jamie retaining his position of primary conservator, even as Britney did a Las Vegas residency that brought in over $50 million. After Jamie became ill in 2019, Britney's longtime care manager, Jody Montgomery, took over as primary conservator. Then, in August of 2020, after taking time off from her Vegas show to focus on her health and well-being, Britney's lawyers filed a request to permanently replace her father with Jody Montgomery. Later that year, in a hearing closed to the public, a judge declined to remove Jamie as conservator, but did approve to add a co-conservator to her estate, management firm The Bessemer Trust, as per her request, which ultimately replaced Andrew Wallet. Since then, Brittany has said that she will not perform or work as long as her father is on as conservator. On December 16, 2020, her conservatorship was extended by the courts until September 2021. And recently, in February 9th, 2021, Brittany's lawyers filed a motion asking the judge to end her conservatorship. Sometime after 2009, the Free Britney movement started to pop up following suspicions by her fans about her conservatorship. They believed Britney was communicating with them in code through her social media asking for help. Britney's Instagram, which has 28.3 million followers and is chock full of dance videos, self-portraits, and inspirational quotes, has become a look into what many describe as a legal prison. Under her conservatorship, all of Britney's personal and financial purchases have to be approved, even things as small as iTunes downloads or as personal as her decision to get married. How the courts will rule on the future of Britney's conservatorship is still to be determined. But what we do know is that thanks to the hashtag Free Britney movement and the renewed interest in her well-being, many are taking this moment in time to reflect back on the way this young superstar was unfairly treated while enduring a personal mental health crisis. And while apologies to Britney are rolling in and well-warranted, the larger conversation it has sparked about how we talk about mental illness in our country and how we treat young women in the spotlight is, I hope, giving Brittany a little solace. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats. Spears entered the conservatorship in 2008 at age 26. She is now 39. According to the AP, two-thirds of U.S. Weekly covers in 2007 featured Spears, who at one point was on the cover of the magazine for 14 weeks in a row. OK Magazine had Spears on more than half of their covers between 2006 and 2007, with the magazine's publisher crediting interest in the singer for helping double the company's ad revenue, which hit more than $50 million at its peak. 
She's been nominated for eight Grammy Awards and six American Music Awards, winning one of each. She has won eight Billboard Music Awards from 21 nominations. In 2002, Forbes named her the world's most powerful celebrity with an estimated $40 million of income before taxes and fees. Britney Spears' most recent financial documents showed that as of 2018, she had a net worth of $59 million. That year, she spent $400,000 on living expenses and $66,000 on household supplies. Britney also spent $1.1 million on her legal and conservator fees. Her father took home $128,000 of that. According to a 2017 report from the Justice Department, there are approximately 1.3 million conservatorships in the United States. With us today, we have producer Amanda Lund. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Alarmy. Fact-checking for us is Alarmy General Clayton Early. Hello, Rebecca. Hello, Amanda. Hello, Alarmy. And our very special guest is actually a returning guest, Jen Zabrowski. You'll remember her from our Megxit episode. Hi, Jen. Hello, Alarmy. So happy to be back. <laughs> Jen is the host of We Need to Talk About Britney podcast, which season four just premiered. Jen, what can we expect from this season? Well, we are really, we're processing the, mm. the Hulu doc. Mm. Uh, we are keeping up to date on where Brittany is in her court proceedings. And we are also celebrating the, the legacy of Britney Spears. We're doing it all. There has never been a more important time to have a podcast about Britney. Never. And it, it felt exciting when the doc came out. I, I'm still recovering. It felt like it was like Christmas and I mean, every holiday all in one. I woke up a few days after the doc came out and I was like sitting on the couch, staring off into space, truly, truly exhausted. I was like, I, I don't even know what, what to make of any of this. I mean, and it's just so many layers. I just love that now everyone's talking about Britney. You know, yes. it was, a, it was a mission it was my intention. I said, we need to talk about Britney. And now everyone is. And um, so I'm feeling I'm feeling great. Let, let's start talking about all of these things that we need to put up on the board, because there are so many. There's so many. And I want to start off by saying, uh, reading Britney's recent social media post, she posted it on Instagram and uh, Twitter. She said, each person has their story and their take on other people's stories. We all have so many different bright, beautiful lives. Remember, no matter what we think we know about a person's life is nothing compared to the actual person living behind the lens. I mean, yes, Brittany. So true. And that's been a point of mine from the very beginning. We don't know the full story. Mm -hmm. We'll never know the full story because it is not our life. Okay. What is a conservatorship? According to the ACLU, Britney Spears is subject to court-imposed conservatorship in most other states. This is referred to as a guardianship, and this means that a court has determined uh, that she is unable to provide properly for her food, clothing, or shelter. The court has then granted other people, her conservators, the legal right to make decisions, and this has been going on since 2008. Conservatorship means the court is taking away the civil, liber civil liberties from one person and giving them to someone else. Sometimes it's all all of that person's civil liberties and uh, uh, civil rights, and sometimes it's partial. But it is the court weighing in to the person's life and saying you, as a person with a disability, are no longer able to make decisions about yourself and livelihood, and we're putting someone else in charge of making those decisions because it is such an extreme step to take. It is really supposed to be a last resort. And once a court has put a person under a conservatorship, only a court can lift that conservatorship. Mm. Now, Jen, you know so much about Brittany. I, I'm so, I, I, I should have said this before, but I'm just so grateful that we have you on, on this episode because it's very rare that we have an expert um, with us in these ec episodes. Um, what are some of the things that this conservatorship is stopping Brittany from being able to do? Well, 
first, I always like to say that there are many people in the Britney sphere that know the facts much better than I do. I always like to say that I am actually not a Britney expert. I'm a Britney intuitive. I feel <laughs> connected to Britney. I feel like I understand her heart, her soul, how, how she's feeling. Um, with that said, a few things that I do know that Britney is not allowed to do. For example, if she wanted to go on, on a girl's trip, she would need permission. Wow. Uh, she uh, And not only to go on the trip, but it would be how she would get to the trip, the money that would be spent on the trip, and who she goes on the trip with. This is a very important piece of this. Who she spends her time with mm-hmm. is controlled. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she doesn't get to choose who her friends are uh, on her own accord. That's not allowed. Also, Brittany's not allowed to vote. This is a, a huge... <gasps> wow. What? Whoa. Wow. Uh, Brittany has, is not allowed to drive. <gasps> it's something that she loves to do. She's not allowed to drive. And a few, um, right at the beginning of um, this latest, I would say, you know, back in, this is almost now two years ago, when Brittany went to a mental health facility and uh, her family was saying it was her choice to go. And there are many people who say that is not true. Um, and around that time, Brittany got in a car with her boyfriend, Sam, and she went for a drive uh, to get some food. She went to a drive-thru, got some fast food, and it was wild because we hadn't seen Brittany behind the wheel of a car. And it is rumored that that was uh, Brittany fighting back. Wow. Wow. Now, I uh, another part is that they can tell her what you know, jobs she has to do. So they can tell her that she has to make an appearance somewhere. And I I, I forget where I heard this, but uh, she recently, or or while she was doing her thing in Vegas, she had to do an appearance outside of some, you know, hotel. And she had to do this. But so so what she did was she just walked out on stage, walked through the crowd and just entered the hotel. Mm -hmm. Because they can't, the one thing they can't do is make her sing. Like they can't make you. I imagine that like watching that and that, that moment that she was like, okay, fine. Like I have to be there. Like that's the, that's the most that I have to do. Like I don't have to put on a show. So she was like, fine, I'll show up. I'll walk down a carpet and I'll, and then I'll just leave. And so when, what are they going to say? You're going to just like, I was there. That's all I had to do. And people who say Brittany is uh, crazy, unfit Mm. to uh, take care of herself. I actually found that choice to be, Quite classy. Yes. Because if mm. I were Brittany, what I'm trying to say is I'm much more uh, cuckoo bananas than Britney Spears because <laughs> what I would have done, I would have walked down that carpet, got myself in front of a microphone, and yeah. told everyone what was really going on. Yeah. So the fact yeah. that she said, you know, I, and I think, and that was for um, when Britney was going to announce, and well, they did announce it, but she didn't do anything um at that event, but it was for her second Vegas residency at the MGM and she refused to perform. And that was kind of the start of Brittany taking a stand and saying, as long as my father is in charge of my conservatorship, I will not perform. Jamie Spears, put that man up on the board. Okay. Um, This is according to an L.A. Times article. Uh, According to law experts, it's unusual for someone as young and productive as Spears to be in a probate conservatorship, typically used to protect the old, infirm, and mentally disabled. They are intended for people who are not likely to get better and often remain in effect until the person dies. In this role as conservator, Jamie Spears is paid $130,000 annually by his daughter's estate. The star has had a historically strained relationship with her dad, fueling questions among fans about whether her uh, he should be overseeing the compl- the complex conservatorship on his own. And this is important. The relationship between Spears and her father made news again in August after Kevin Federline, the father of her two sons, filed a police report mm. alleging that Jamie Spears had abused one of his grandsons during a visit at his home. According to reports, he violently shook the 13-year-old Sean after breaking down a bedroom door to reach him. 
Mm. The boys were granted a restraining order against their father. Uh, Yeah. So, of course, there's a lot that we don't know about the relationship. But there's, from what we do know, it doesn't look good. He does come off as a super evil villain. Mm -hmm. I would say that Jamie is public enemy number one. The fans and, most recently, Brittany and Sam, Brittany's boyfriend, have all come forward to say no to Jamie, just being around. I mean, between Kevin Federline, you know, wanting this restraining order, um, and because of that incident, Brittany also lost more custody uh, mm. with her children. It is now 70-30, so 70% wow. of the time they are with Kevin. Brittany only has 30% um, of the time with her kids. On top of that, Sam, Brittany's boyfriend, uh, coming out of a grocery store right after the documentary came out, confirming that, uh, well, he said that Jamie's a dick. So he just flat out said that he hopes also that they could have a relationship, um, that it's not over forever as long as he um, starts acting appropriately. Wow. Um, and that he doesn't want anyone controlling his relationship. Now, this is another thing, right? She can't get married. She cannot get married. <gasps> without his wow. approval. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And Jamie also has a long history of um, of alcoholism. He tried many different um, business ventures when Brittany was a child. They did not have a lot of money. Um, I don't think that this man is equipped to be holding the position that he's holding. And I say that as a way to kind of, you know, extend some empathy and some compassion. Um, he, he's just not equipped for this job. And right. also, it's been, it's been 12 years. And it seems as though my takeaway is that he came in at the beginning because no one else could get through to Brittany at the time. And I'm sure we'll talk about Brittany's mom. Their relationship was strained. And so then it was like, well, something has to be done. And we have to put a stop to Brittany acting out. And who knew, knew what was going to happen with this guy, Sam Lufty, um, and Brittany's money. And so he kind of, Jamie came in and he was like, all right. And think about it. If you're a guy from Louisiana and you have the issues that we know he struggled with, no money, mm-hmm. all this and that. I mean, he's just maybe like, all right, baby girl. All right, this is what we're going to do. Everybody just stop. All right, now I'm just going to make you grits. You get over here. And Brittany, you do what I tell you to do. But it's, he has no right. emotional capacity. And in some ways, like you do need those people in your life. But that's, that can't be the only one. That can't be the only one making those decisions. There are other bigger things that I want to talk about. um, But let's quickly just put Lynn, her mom, up on the board. And let's talk about Sam Lefty because it seems like these were two forces in Britney's life during the time of the quote-unquote like breakdown that were perhaps enabling her in a lot of ways. I believe that Lynn did her best in the early years. Mm -hmm. And Lynn essentially moved to New York with her daughter. Um, She traveled with her daughter when Brittany was on the Mickey Mouse Club and and then back to Louisiana and believed in her daughter and had a good heart. Like and when I speak with people who have who know Brittany and who know her family, they all refer to Lynn as Miss Lynn. It's a very Southern thing to put, you know, Miss before your friend's mom's name. But, it, you know, it's like, um, you know, Miss Lynn was always around. Miss Lynn was present. But Miss Lynn also had Jamie Lynn, Brittany's oh. sister. She was young. And so she couldn't travel uh, with Brittany and wanted Jamie Lynn to still remain in their hometown. Uh, and so Lynn kind of let her daughter go and start this career. And that's when Felicia, Brittany's longtime Mm. assistant, was was brought in and was a family friend. So I do think, you know, Lynn was like, well, I want someone there who we know. Um, And that's also a very interesting piece 
again, in speaking with people who know Brittany, um, and uh, I talked to a former Mouseketeer, um, Nikki Deloach, and she was saying that uh, her chaperone, when she was on the Mickey Mouse Club, was actually another Miss Lynn, was Justin Timberlake's mom, Lynn. Mm. So ah. this idea of kids having chaperones while they're having these flourishing careers is nothing new. Um, but I believe it was the lack of Lynn's presence during that time that obviously must have been, you know, it's hard not to have your mom around, especially when you're 15, 16, 17, 18, let alone becoming Britney Spears, mm-hmm. the pop star during those yeah. years. So and then fun. once she relinquished uh, her guidance and her, uh, you know, being really that 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 mom figure in Britney's life during those years, it was kind of like it was too late. You know, it's like Britney was sent off to boarding school and then she came back and is like, and now you think you can tell me what to do? <laughs> yeah, I, I think we should phrase it then as a I'm lack Brittany, of bitch. Lynn. <laughs> lack of Lynn up on lack the Lack of Lynn. Okay. Let's, let's put up the paparazzi. We need to go there. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, you know, the... They're the ones who took the shots of, 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 of the singer, you know, shaving her head and um, uh, uh, hitting the... Uh, they, they were the ones who caused the uh, umbrella incident, essentially. Now, they're also making a ton of money off of these photos, so, Reminds me so much of Princess when we did the Princess Die episode mm. of like, yes. they're making so much money. And, and and they were actually intensifying as as they it's almost like they knew that they could push a button. And once they did, they just kept doing it and doing it and doing it so that they could get these photos and sell them for, you know, it, it, she, she had turned into a cash cow, like all of her photos. Um, and, and we'll we'll talk about the media as well. But in a way, aside from the paparazzi, I think that we she was hunted essentially. And I mean, aren't we all complicit in this? We bought the magazines, you know, we, we clicked on the articles. So along with the paparazzi, I also think we need to put the consumers of celebrity gossip up on the board. Capitalism. (laughs) Go Clayton. We can throw capitalism. I think there's a place for capitalism on this board. Clayton, I was thinking the same thing. I, mean, I think it's it's a whole it's a it's a whole machine. Yes. Yeah. My husband this yeah. morning said, You're doing an episode today? And I said yes. And he said, Do you know what's gonna be on the board? And I said, Yes, this episode there will be capitalism on the board. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, along with capitalism, sure, sure. I you know, of course we have to put the media itself as we stated earlier um you know the the okay magazine us mm-hmm. like they're the, britney essentially made them so much money in 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 one year something like over 50 million dollars for okay magazine why don't we just do the whole you know get the whole package in there and do like fame or celebrity culture too mm. Cele- oh interesting yeah Maybe fa- just, what do you guys think? Fame or like obsession with celebrity, celebrity? culture? Yeah, I, I actually think fame because then it's everyone on the outside, but it's also it's also Britney herself. Yeah, I think was what became addicted to celebrity as well. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I want to talk about Diane Sawyer. And mm-hmm. I know that the these now these um, this old interview has resurfaced, and it's of course like so hard to watch. In the interview, uh, for example, this is described by People Magazine in one portion of the New York Times documentary, the pop star's 2013 interview with journalist Diane Sawyer is highlighted as an example of sexism Spears was forced to deal with at, uh, at a young age. She says, quote, you broke his heart. You did something that caused him so much pain, so much suffering. What did you do? Sawyer, 75, asks 22-year-old Britney Spears during the interview Jeez, conducted. what did you do? I know. It doesn't, a lot of these uh, stuff does not hold up well. Looking back on no. this, all of these interviews, you're like, ooh, God, this is bad. No. The late night hosts, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, leave this child alone. Even the star search asking her, do you have a boyfriend? Then she's yeah. like 10 years old. And it's like, and there's, that's the question. There's an Oprah interview that Britney did 
And and Oprah, that doesn't age well. Mm. Oprah keeps pushing her about the use of the snake in the I'm a slave for you performance. And Brittany is saying, you know, I thought it was cool and jungly. I loved the jungly theme. And she said, "Mm mm-hmm, but what about, but what about what? And just wouldn't. Let it go. People are obsessed with like teen sexuality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I actually think that we should put misogyny on the board. Ooh, even women are misogynists. Like you know, so that Mm. covers them all. That's true. And I and I do think that it is not to not to try to. I'm going to sound like Justin Timberlake and his very lame apology, but (laughs) I do think it is the system as a whole where even the Diane Sawyers, like women tearing hmm. Britney down right? because some people are like, it's even worse when you watch a woman do it. And I'm like, here's the thing. Think back to the early two thousands and, and, and watching that, that whole time, it's almost as if Oprah, Diane Sawyer, they didn't even realize that they were doing it because that's, they had to play by the rules. Mm-hmm. And they're just doing what everyone's doing. It's what the yeah. audience demanded. Yeah. And there's a part in this Diane Sawyer towards the beginning in the interview where she's asking her about uh, like the pictures that she's taken in, in, in the magazine. Um, I'm not sure if this was in the, the documentary or not, but she keeps being like, do you regret taking those uh, photos? Do you regret it? And she, she pushes uh, on and then she shows one where she's wearing like these necklaces and she's not wearing a shirt or whatever. I forget what magazine it came out on. Uh, and then Brittany eventually says, you know, I, I do regret that one, you know, just to like throw her a bone to be like, let's move yeah. on, you know, and, and <laughs> that, that, like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But in that sense, I think we should put the fashion industry up on the board. Got it. We got it. <laughs> okay. The last time I was on, I think we tried to put the fashion industry on the board. If I do, we got close. I'm pretty sure we got close. It should be like the board should be like um, um, Wheel of Fortune, or yeah, Wheel of Fortune, where it's like you know the R S L T. Like the board should always start with fashion industry, capitalism, and maybe like one more vowel just for good luck. Yes. Yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> we might as well yeah. make a template. Let's work yes. for me. <laughs> While we're putting up industries, why don't we put the music industry up, you know? Yeah. And uh, this is all I have to say about that. Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Janet Jackson, and in many ways, Taylor Swift. Titans. It like raises them up and then it tears them down. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking like trying to imagine Justin Timberlake, for example, being in this situation or any other male pop star. I mean, I'm sure they have a team who's trying to manage their finances and, you know, keep it safe and sound but to uh, for them to wind up in a position where they had some weird life scenario happen and suddenly adults quote unquote be able to come in and be like you can't handle this we're going to handle it for you it just seems completely ridiculous right Right. i think you're totally right that if britney were a guy pop star there wouldn't be a conservatorship it would be like you just see and, and i'm not saying i don't think any of us are even saying that britney doesn't 100% need a conservatorship or she didn't at one time like I don't know about that because I don't know all I know is her Instagram to me seems unhinged and I think we'll get into like maybe some untreated or treated mental illness I don't know I I think that's what the next thing we need to put up on the board untreated mental illness um, because that that was what what sparked in 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 2007 and 2008 all of the the media frenzy it's it's so hard to figure out what it's a real what came first yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and I suppose that then you could come to the conclusion that it was the perfect storm Mm -hmm. I do want to say off of what Amanda you were saying I don't I mean look at Justin Bieber I think it came so close so Mm -hmm. many times yeah um, where he was really suffering and really having a hard time and caused by many of many parallels between uh, himself and Britney Spears. And he never was put in a conservatorship no, right, right. at any point. Um, and so I, I wonder, you know, I, I do think that it was Sam, Sam Lufty is the person who pushed Britney 
to the point where people were like, we have to cut this person out mm-hmm. and yeah. try to get her healthy. <clears throat> I also think that her that her mental health challenges, I don't know. I think that I, I believe that there were underlying issues that might have been triggered by postpartum depression. Oh, yes. Yes. let's put that up on the board, right? Untreated, untreated postpartum. Along those lines, uh, I what I wanted to throw up too is perhaps, um, I don't know how to phrase it, whether it's like divorce or custody battles, because mm. my understanding is that she was somewhat resistant to this, but agreed, maybe Jen can back this up, to go into the conservatorship because there was a promise of custody or, or visitation with her kids if she went along with it. And shortly after she agreed to it, then she was allowed visitation and there was some kind of time in where she was like, I just want to see my kids. And they were like, well, if you want to see your kids, then side on the dotted line. Yeah. If you could ever imagine being put in a position where it's, you know, you know that you are not feeling well, you know, you're feeling unhinged and perhaps, you know, paranoid and just all over the map emotionally. And then someone says, if you just say yes to this, we will let you see your children. Oh. As a way to try to get her, you know, there could be, there could have been good intentions. Right. You know, this, she's out of control, you know, and I don't think that anyone, I mean, Brittany herself, when she sat down with a lawyer, uh, right when she got out of the hospital after being put on a 5150 hold, so you're yeah. still not totally leveled yet. Um, and she goes to the Beverly Hills Hotel, sits down with a lawyer and says, I know that I cannot fight this. I know that this is going to happen, this conservatorship. Mm. I want you to represent me. She wanted to see her kids. I also want to point out that through speaking, again, to people who have known Brittany and at different points in her life, in the early years, it started, I'm sure, because she was a young person. But her team would try to protect her from knowing things mm. Um, mm. Uh, or, or stop her from knowing things about her own life mm. as a way to try and protect her. Mm. Because that's okay. the better way to put it. And it would be, you know, uh, you there are death threats against Brittany. Mm. We can't let her leave her hotel room tonight. We're not going to tell her that she has, that there are death threats because we don't want to upset her or scare her, but just don't let her leave the room. Mm. So imagine that feeling of, I know someone's not telling me what's going on. Right. I can feel something is not right. And they're just saying, don't leave this room. That would cause me to be so paranoid. And (laughs) I mean, I, I, I would, I, I, I would have a breakdown. I would have a breakdown. And it went on for years. Yeah. And then, uh, and my next episode that's coming out, I speak with someone who worked with Brittany during the first year of her conservatorship. And Sam Lufty contacted her, got her cell phone number, this uh, hairstylist, and said, please, like, get me back with Brittany. Let her know. I care about her. And... She went to her mom, this hairstylist went to her mom and said, I don't know what to do with this. One, I'm scared. This man got my phone number and is text messaging me. Do I go to her security? Do I go to Larry? Do I go to Jamie? Do I go to Brittany? And her mom stopped and she said, you go to Brittany. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was like so clear. And I said in that moment, my God, you have such a good mom. And she went to Brittany and she said, Brittany, Sam Lefty is text messaging me. Brittany said, let me see your phone. This is how I'd like you to respond. And then finally she said, and that's enough. Now we're going to go tell my security. Again, she's a sound person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like she had like a bad, like shitstorm of bad events in her life. And she wound up in a real Sophie's Choice position where it's like, do you want your ultimate freedom? Or do you want to have a relationship with your kids? So do we put like a mother's love on the board? Uh, Like... Sure. I mean, we don't want to send uh, sure. that to jail. I don't jail. think I'm going to send that to jail. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but sure, we, we can put that up on the board. Two very important things that we need to put up on the board. Um, Justin Timberlake okay. being one of them. After the breakup, he, he's, he painted Brittany as a cheater. 
Um, according to E, decades before the uh, joint split statements posted to social media were standard, 21-year-old Britney and 20-year-old uh, Spears were left to explain what the F happened over and over and over again in magazines, uh, network television sit-downs, and any time that cameras were trained on them. Almost immediately, cheating rumors formed, Timberlake helping to fan those particular flames with cagey quotes about how he, quote, promised her he wouldn't, he wouldn't share what happened happened and his November 2002 release of Crimea River, a tale about a heartbroken wronged man that the singer said uh, was written in a time of pain. You know, I, I don't know if I'll end up blaming Justin because at the end of the day, I think they were they were young, mm-hmm. they, you know, but we'll, let's put them up on the board and, and, and we'll we'll discuss the last thing I want to put up on the board, which I think is very important for us to talk about is this idea of the uh, the erosion of disabled people's rights. Now, mm. this is according to ACLU. Our concerns about conservatorship and guardians are part of, uh, uh, of the commitment of ensuring that people with disabilities retain their civil rights and liberties and a belief that disabled people are protected through the exercise rather than the removal of these rights. The ACLU has advocated for expanding supported decision-making, an alternative to conservatorship or guardianship where people with disabilities can choose trusted support people to help them direct their lives without court intervention or loss of civil rights. And now let's take a quick break to speak with guest expert Christopher Melcher. Chris is a California-based family attorney. Let's hear what he has to say. Brittany's situation has sparked a conversation about the rights of people with disabilities and the need for conservatorship laws to be reformed. What are your thoughts on this? I, I think that there's good stuff that's come out of this free Britney movement because they've put attention on something that usually happens in secret, number one. So now there's interest in, well, what is a conservatorship and why would there be one and how many people are under it? And, and are these really being reviewed? And sure, we all care about Britney, but what about the other thousands and thousands of people that are under these conservatorships? I believe it's 1.3 million. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a great stat. Thank you for finding that. And that's that is a lot of people and who speaks for them. So that's an important part. The other part is on, on mental illness or mental health issues uh, as, as a disability. And that's been something that's been really difficult for, I think, us as society, maybe until recently, and I don't even know how much so, to accept that that's a disability And so before, if somebody had a physical disability, it would be open and obvious. We would see that and we would be able to empathize with them and and hopefully give them accommodations, whatever they needed. But somebody with a mental health issue, we've we've treated really poorly as a society and um, blaming them for it. Oh, they're just crazy. And, and we, we have a hard time distinguishing between somebody just being an awful person versus having a mental health crisis. And a mental health crisis is a disability and needs to be given the same amount of attention that a physical disability would. So I think that's another good thing that's come out of this. Listen to our full interview with guest expert and family attorney Christopher Melcher on Thursday's Aftermath episode. Now back to our conversation. So it's just complicated and we don't know the details of what what are you know what are in her um files her medical files we don't know what uh what the what are some of the closed uh documents that have been submitted as part of 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 all of the legal proceedings um so but but what the aclu here is is saying that perhaps perhaps her situation has has gone a little too far, you know, supported yeah. decision-making I, I, I underlined that makes a lot of sense to me. It is very difficult to get out of a conservatorship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and yes, you know, Brittany went through a big psych um, evaluation. Um, I believe it was last summer that was ordered by the court where, you know, it's not just, she speaks to one person for an hour and they say, you know, 
this, I don't, I don't know about this one. I mean, this is, you know, a weeks long process, many people involved. So yes, there's a lot about her case that we do not know in the doc. Rebecca, I think it's important to know a lawyer that Brittany wanted to hire, um, was denied by the court. Um, and he said that the judge explained that what was in a, a closed document, um, that whatever was in there is the reason why mm. he was denied hmm. and also why Brittany was going to be in this conservatorship. Wow. Oh. And so we just don't know what's we in don't. there. Should we put the closed document on the board? <laughs> yes. Whatever yes, is in do the it. closed document. <laughs> Is is Sam okay? Sam Lefty is in here, and yeah. I just think, um, just to throw it up on the board, I, I think we should also put Larry Rudolph. Okay, I just think it's important at least to have his name up on the board. This is Brittany's long time yeah, manager. About Larry. Okay, it's Brittany's long time manager, and uh, people have di- the fans have different thoughts about Larry, and throughout time and talking to people in Brittany's life. I just don't think Larry is, he's not that innocent. You know what I mean? Oh. Oops, Larry did it again. Mm. I just think that there's a lot of, um, he was the start of some control. Uh, he might have set up some some bad habits in that system over there at okay. Britney Spears, Inc. You know what oh. I mean? Interesting. And if you get a dumb person like Jamie, because let's just be honest, he's not the brightest bulb around, you know, I think that he might have also done some um, imitating to kind of like, he was like mirroring Larry. Oh, interesting. Um, I could see a little bit of that too. Like when Larry's like, you know, no one goes in to see Brittany. We need to make sure, you know, when she's backstage and Jamie's like, that's right. Like we're gonna put so-and-so at the door. That's right, Larry. You know, like, can't you see a little bit of that going on? Well, this reminds me, Jen, of our Selena episode where we uh, put Selena's inner circle on the board. And then part of me thinks we should put Brittany's inner circle because that's sort of the origin of all this dysfunction. Now we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to start pe- knocking people off the board. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Who is to blame for the Britney Spears conservatorship? Jamie Spears. Lack of Lynn Spears, the mom. Sam Lufty. The paparazzi, consumers like you and me, capitalism, the media, fame, misogyny, the fashion industry, the music industry, untreated mental illness, untreated postpartum depression, a mother's love, (laughs) Justin Timberlake, (laughs) erosion of people with disabilities rights, uh, whatever is in that closed document, Larry Rudolph and Britney's inner circle. Okay, a lot on this board. Not e- not sure how, what we're going to take off first. Mm. <laughs> a mother's love, perhaps. A mother's love. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually I that I no no I I need hard. it up there. Okay. I need it up okay. there. She you loved. know what? As a person who again has talked so much crap on Justin Timberlake. I actually want to take him off first because he is not worth my time right now. Mm. Get him out. I'm not giving him that kind of credit. No way, no how. Yeah. Cry me a river about it, Justin. That's that's my instinct, too, actually. Also, who cares about Justin? Next. The fashion industry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. 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 It's just not really. I think music industry, too. It's a little too broad. I mean, can we just, for this particular one, like I see here, we have paparazzi consumers capitalism the media and fame can that all be wrapped into misogyny is that too uh, bold I, I i think it has more to do with money it could i think it could be wrapped up in in capitalism 
Mm, for some reason, misogyny is really getting me for this. Maybe capitalism and misogyny stay on, but we wrap up paparazzi, the consumers and... Oh, oh yeah, no, I wouldn't take misogyny off. Oh, okay. I just meant paparazzi, consumers, the media and fame can go into capitalism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You guys agree? Yeah. Yes. Now, a mother's love... <laughs> She she loved too hard. If it's a mother's a mother's love, it is what if if we're trying to figure out who's to blame for Britney still being in this conservatorship, right? That's mm-hmm. what we're trying yes. to figure out. It is what got her to say yes to agree yes. to do it. Yeah, that is That's what true. I do think we can take Lynn Spears off. Well, because wow. where is Lynn now? Is that relationship so fractured well, that isn't well, now she Lynn trying? is trying? Now yeah. Lynn is trying to um, be a part of the conservatorship. Oh, does but, she? Does uh, Brittany want? Where that? was she in the beginning? And Brit- Brittany does want that, right? And okay. I think that they were in a very tough time in their relationship, and mm. it was just not going to happen but it does seem Uh, like lynn is just this sort of like passenger on the train it's like she where was she when jamie was taking control of everything like doesn't she know her husband's a dick and misogyny misogyny so let's take lynn off the board uh, that's why wrap her into misogyny how are we with lefty to me goes into capitalism a little bit. Lufty to me is separate. And actually Lufty is, I'm going to make a a hard, I will be shocked if actually I give into this being anyone else's fault. Wow. (laughs) Oh, you heard it here. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll leave Lufty for now. We got it. I have an idea. What if we rolled untreated mental illness, untreated postpartum? It's so speculative. There's something going on with Brittany. When I look at her Instagram, it seems like she is on meds and that's sort of why she's she acts a little strange on her Instagram. That's just my conjecture. But I oh. we don't know. So I say we wrap those up into whatever is in the closed document. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, when I when I talk about untreated mental mental illness, I, I I'm really thinking about before uh, she ends up in the hospital. I see you're saying um, like and everything that happened before. What yeah, led I think to that her she meltdown? Is being treated for it. Yeah. Um, but I do agree that whatever that is, is in the document. Mm. It, it is. Yeah, it yeah. is. So, so I, I, I think I, I yeah, I'm good that. with that. Yeah. yeah. I do want to keep erosion of people with disabilities, uh, uh, disabilities, uh, rights, because I do think that is a, a, a big problem, a big conversation that our country needs to have and has to really come to terms with, you know, how we treat disabled people. And mm-hmm. even though I suggested Larry, I think it was important he went on the board. However, I do not believe he is to blame. Sure. Yeah. And in, and I think that we can take Britney's inner circle then off because we're we're being more specific with right. the people in her inner circle. Now, I'm looking at Jamie Spears. He's looking bad, but could we roll him into misogyny? No, Jen's wagging a finger. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I, I, there's too much financial interest, I think, mm. on his part. Uh, okay, so just so everyone knows, we've got Jamie Spears, Sam Lufty, capitalism, misogyny, a mother's love, erosion of people with disabilities uh, rights, and whatever's in the closed document. Oh, wow, you guys. Oh, God, we're getting down into it. <laughs> I mean, it's real tough to... Can we take capitalism off the board? That, that I mean, I think misogyny is more to blame than capitalism. Clayton, I don't know. How do you feel about that? It is about money, though. There, there is, it's, there is a yeah. money aspect. Yes. It's about money, but it's also about control. Mm. I think it's off because I think you're right. It's more than money for this situation. Yeah. It, it's, it's more than that. You know what? Yes, yes, agree. I agree. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, mother's love. We st- if 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 the if people were watching out for the rights of disabled people, we wouldn't be here. Yes, I know that one's so complicated. The discussion mm-hmm. about like conservatorships is is really complicated. It does seem, but I don't know. In a way, you also have to trust the the court system, right? We just don't have all the information. That's that's what yeah. I, in a way, I think whatever's in that document trumps 
because we can't say that they're doing it for a bad reason or or a, a reason that we wouldn't agree with. We just don't know. Well, you thinking, I'm just going to say, this is Sam Lefty's fault. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To save ourselves the, the time. Case for, give us the case for Sam Lefty and then we'll take it from there. Sam Lefty tried to come in and become Britney's manager. He was extremely manipulative. There is speculation that he drugged Britney. Gross. This could have uh, caused perhaps a break, like a psychotic break. Mm -hmm. It could have been what led to her being held in the, the 5150 hold. You know, I think also it was his relationship with Britney that led to people in Britney's life rightfully so being concerned. Yeah. Mm. And then they ended up taking it too far because they thought his hold, Sam Lefty's hold over Britney was so strong and that she was so unstable that she was going to lose all of her money and potentially her life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it is where initially there might've been some good intentions you know, her again, these are ill-equipped people. Her mom, right. her right. dad, Larry Rudolph. I mean, music managers, even the ones that are very successful, they're not like the greatest people in the world, you know? I mean, I, yeah, I don't want you don't want your manager making uh, health decisions for you or, you know. And I think like, that, you know, you're looking at someone going, she could lose it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this thing that she built for herself, and this is really sad. We love her. We we have to stop this. But the, the thing that they were trying to stop was this relationship with Sam Lefty. Yeah. His hold was so strong over her. Okay. That's a, a very mm-hmm. compelling case, Jen. Well, let's take and, off a mother's um, love then. Yeah. And I think we can take off uh, whatever's in the closed documents and the erosion of people with disabilities' rights. Yeah. Uh, and I think it boils down to misogyny, Sam Lefty, and Jamie Spears. And I, I'm personally leaning towards misogyny. I definitely think misogyny wins over Jamie Spears. I want to be clear in saying as a Britney Spears fan and just as a person who, you know, puts a microphone in front of her mouth to speak on Britney Spears and uh, and for all the fans, it's really important for for all of us to say that Jamie Spears should not be in charge of Britney's conservatorship. Mm. Yeah. So I just want to back that up and say I agree with that and I don't want him to be a co-conservator. I don't want him to have anything to do with Britney's finances. And I think he's yeah. become drunk with power and addicted to money and addicted to controlling his daughter. And I don't think that he – what might have started out with the best of intentions, I think it's very dark and uh, and not a, not a positive situation. So I just want to say that. But I think we can take him off the board. I think that's important to hear too because I think it kind of gets to the root of the show, which is – we're trying to get down to the specificity of what caused the event. It, there are a lot of bad actors or catalysts in any topic that we're talking about that it seems very easy to be angry at or want to blame. But he right. may not be the reason to, to, that got her to sign on the dotted line. So I think misogyny and Sam Lefty really do kind of narrow in yes, on that Yes, I agree. I absolutely agree. Okay. Sam Lefty, so- you guys, he drugged her. This was a person who was already experiencing postpartum depression uh was was depressed was alone was and he came in saying i have the answers and was potentially like crushing up pills mm. right i controlling think controlling her so manipulating wrong. her and it is the thing that made every person in her life come forward and say we have to put an end to this relationship or else she's going to lose it all. Yes. Uh, I, I agree with you. Um, I'm going to call it misogyny. You're getting the big slap. Sam Lefty, you're going to the alarmist jail. The crushing of the pills really did it for me. You know, that's, that's, <sighs> that's, that's really wrong. That's really wrong. Horrible. Um, well, Jen, thank you so much for helping us get to the bottom of who's to blame for Britney Spears' conservatorship. 
Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. And I think it's just important to say free Britney. Mm. Hashtag free Britney. Free Britney. Free Britney. (laughs) (laughs) After Britney was assigned a conservatorship, Britney's legal battle to end her conservatorship is ongoing. According to Vulture, over the past several years, there have been a few of these major reconsiderations of women who were once widely portrayed as irredeemable disasters, messes, trash, villains, laughingstocks, and who look quite different with even a few years of distance. Britney Spears joins a list that includes Monica Lewinsky, Anita Hill, Marsha Clark, Lorena Bobbitt, and Tanya Harding as an unbelievably tragic list of women whose entire lives were destroyed by media depictions that failed, first and foremost, to treat them as human beings. Time will tell how this disaster will be resolved. In the meantime, we wish Brittany the best. you think is to blame by going to thealarmistpodcast.com. Follow us at the Alarmist the on Twitter, at the Alarmist Podcast on Instagram, or email us at thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the beheading of Marie Antoinette. Powered by ACAST.